0: What up? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 12 of the No Mercy podcast. It is fight week, ladies and gentlemen. So we have Mad Lab and the Bod doing a full breakdown on the Habib-McGregor fight coming up this Saturday night. Uh, Supposed to break pay-per-view records. We're going to be locked in for it. Party at my place. Uh, Be going crazy. So we did about a 40-minute full fight breakdown in the first half of the pod. So very informational, breaking down everything from the presser, to the fight itself, to possible bets. We have about 10 different bets that we threw out there that you can make on this. So uh, those of you that are UFC fans and fight fans are going to love that. We open up talking about the bird in Mad Lab's place. I think we're trying to actually get a clip of a recording. I actually recorded Mad Lab on the phone halfway through the conversation of when a bird flew in his place. So we're going to try and drop that at the beginning of the pod and we'll address that situation with Lab. The second half of the podcast is where all the chaos is. That's where we get fucking crazy do a whole 30 minutes of things mad lab hates talk about my instagram talk about shitting in public uh you name it we covered it so a lot of habib lot of mcgregor lot of laughs you guys are going to enjoy it no mercy episode 12 subscribe download review hit it miyagi
1: mercy is for the weak we do not train to be merciful here a man face you he is enemy Enemy deserve no mercy. Is there another one in here? What happened? I clicked over for a second. Curse not on. What happened? I I had my sliding door open. Like, I have it over all the time. So I'm talking to my mom and I hear... (laughs) I hear like, what's laughing? I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I look and there's a fucking bird sitting on my fucking dining room table. So my mom, so I go, come there's a bird in my house. She's like, she's like, he probably came from outside. I go, actually, where? He flew into my, my sliding door. Right? And then about every time, listen, every, time I, listen, every time I went to go to the sliding door to open these letters. <laughs> He would start flying around. He would startle me. <laughs> so, bro, well, he flew. He listen, then I lost him. Listen, he flew all the way into the fucking living room, into my liquor cabinet, <laughs> and he couldn't get out. He was, like, banging his head against the glass. So, finally, I just slide the, I slid the door all the way open, and I started whistling, and he fucking darted out of there and flew right outside. And he, just, he just said, wait, listen, and I, and I heard him. No, 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 he's gone. he's gone. He's gone. I know he's gone. Unless there's a fucking other one in here. But, I brought babies in your house. That was scary, bro. He was a little fucking little, little whistler bird, but it was like scary to have him in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude! All right, scared a little bird? What <laughs> dude? To kill, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> <coughs>
2: holy shit dude
0: oh dude i just started coughing. <coughs> oh god what up let's get weird so uh little weird intro to uh episode whatever the fuck it is maybe 12, 12. i don't even know what number 12 kurt yeah yeah so uh little weird intro there that was a uh, I i recorded mad lab this afternoon without him knowing unbeknownst to him Uh, when he had a little visitor in his house, so we'll address that in a second. But, uh, big, big, big show for you guys today. McGregor Khabib. I know the lab has been waiting a long time for this fight, years you've been waiting for this fight, lab. So, what kind of state of mind is the mad lab in right now? I'm
2: completely dialed in for this, man. I've been waiting for this for a long time. Um, it's really a fight that you know, um, it's odd. It's gonna be. It's an. It's an odd fight to break down because both of these guys have comp, are complete snipers in their own skill set. So it's a, it's kind of an odd matchup, but it's they're both the aces of their skill set, which compared to the other weak, the, the other one's weakness. So it's, it's, I've been waiting for this for a while, man. This is gonna be
1: sick.
0: Yeah, we're gonna break this down. We'll talk about the press conference, the mental edge, the weigh-ins just happened. We wanted to wait till the weigh-in happened to record one to make sure the fight goes on and then two, to make sure Mad Lab got a good look at everyone to see how they look. Uh, We'll address all that, and we'll talk about how biased Mad Lab is, too. And then we'll also address the bod who's joining us today, who may even be more biased than anyone in the world on this fight, bod.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. What the fuck's up, son? You got to roll me in so I can do my tagline. The people want it. (laughs) 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 the
0: fuck's up son so uh, other other things we'll cover on this uh as we're at the time of recording right now it's around two o'clock in the afternoon uh kurt or the bods indians are playing so i'm sure you may hear an outburst or two from him there we're not going to talk about that game because by the time you're listening to this it's over but if you hear a scream or something you'll know why Uh, we're going to address the bird mad lab's house we'll do things mad lab hates uh we'll see if we can get to kavanaugh and ferguson pettis and some of this other stuff uh depends on how long this Khabib mcgregor talk goes but uh let's talk about the bird first man lab so i got a phone call today out of nowhere and you never know with lab because it could be the biggest deal in the world or it could be the dumbest shit in the world when he starts a call off going bro bro you have no idea what just happened you know and i'm like what happened lab so so explain to the listening audience, Lab, what, what happened to you this morning.
2: So basically, it was, it, it was a beautiful day here in New Jersey because we don't get many <laughs> often at all. You know, as everybody that lives in New Jersey knows that. So I opened up all my windows, all my doors, and my sliding door on my balcony has one of those, like, nets. So when you open up the door, instead of having a screen door there, there's, like, a net there that you could just walk outside onto the balcony. So I guess the net was a little bit open, and I was walking around my house. I was on the phone with my mom. And I look over on the table, there's a fucking bird, dude. <laughs> just, just, just sitting on my... A little whistler bird. Yeah, I call it yeah, whistler bird. Just sitting on my fucking table. And then the thing started like sporadically, like just flying around my fucking house, looking for windows, looking like for a way out. But because my blinds were closed on my sliding door, he was getting stuck in my fucking blinds. So I went over to the blinds. Every time I went to open up my sliding door, he would start fucking flapping like a fucking lotus on the ground. Or like a bird. Yeah, or like a bird. <laughs> so it startled me, dude. You know, like I, it startled. Yeah, you, you don't know if he's gonna dart up and poke you in the fucking
0: 200, eye. 270 hundred and seventy pound <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Startled by a bird.
2: Yeah, dude. Yeah, but
3: Mad Lab can't compete with the speed of a bird. Yeah,
0: dude. It's like a quail. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's so then he
2: fucking he, he ends up flying into my liquor cabinet in my dining room. One of the doors were open so he flew in there. And because there's glass behind it and there's it, I mean, there's a mirror behind it and glass all around it, he was like a fucking pinball machine just just smacking his head against. He was like going crazy. So I took a broom, <laughs> I opened up the fucking um, the other door with the broom and I started like like kind of like whoop, Like whistling them out, (laughs)
0: because he's a whistler bird.
2: Yeah, because he's a whistler bird, and he fucking just just (laughs) beeline to the fucking to the door, dude. Just beeline to the door and flew away. What the fuck is a whistler bird? I have no idea, dude. (laughs)
0: There's a little whistler Whistler bird in my house. That's
2: what
1: I told you.
0: Oh God, lab Jesus Christ! So uh, that that's how lab's day started. Uh, and then we just had the Kurt. Do you have any take on this before we get to McGregor?
2: What Khabib? would be
3: the scariest animal to find in your house,
0: bro? I
2: can't stand possums, dude.
3: Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent possums.
2: Really? I well, 100%. they are the fucking most disgusting, fucking useless creatures on the planet,
3: dude. And they are the scariest the looking scariest creatures. Scariest
2: looking things ever, dude.
3: Tom, have you ever seen a possum in person? No. I'm new to this planet. No, I don't think you have.
0: Of course I have. I've
3: only seen a possum in person like twice. What? So fa- what the fact... When am I going to see a possum? When do you see a possum ever? You see them all the time
0: at
2: night. They fucking shoot out in front of their car and they look like Close Encounters of the Third
3: Kind. Well, listen, I work overnight, so if anyone's going to see possums, it should be me, not you two idiots well, I that see sit them home all and time, beat dude. off for three hours. I'm
0: like a possum whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see any Whistler possums? Fuck,
2: those things are creepy <laughs> as fuck. The,
0: the the thing about possums that make them so scary is that their eyes shine in the darkness. Oh. You know, like when
3: light I hits, know, it's their how eyes. they look. It's like their bald skin with Ugh. I don't know. It's just weird. They're
2: like fucking deformed armadillos or some shit. Yeah.
0: Man. You say so you'd rather have a uh, a you'd rather have a snake like a big giant snake in your house than a possum. Yeah, Absolutely. <sighs> I don't know, man. Yeah. I'd rather have a
3: possum because you think, bro, bro you could literally bat.
2: just cut a snake in half. <laughs> what are you gonna
3: how do are you get gonna a little butter a... knife and cut it, no, like a... cut it in half you can get like how are you gonna cut it in half get
2: like one of those butcher knives You just fucking, <laughs> you chop it? fucking and what throw, throw it? it what are you gonna do Chinese or you, you, know, you can throw a blanket over it or something the fuck are you yeah, gonna do with an possum, bro you gotta ground a op- by his same tail. thing
0: with an opossum
3: no possums do suck
0: uh, i'm going with possum and they're harmless dude i don't are know they? man a big snake a big snake Big snake. I, I'd like rather four a four-foot-long snake. Long than small snake. snake. <laughs> curl <them>.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> or a
3: or a vulture.
2: No, do possums, dude. I fuck them things. Possum. The yeah,
3: I'm still with possum. But dude, I you feel used like to I have just... snakes.
0: Yeah, I used to have. I used to have a couple. What snakes. a useless
3: I... pet. Like, what do you do with a snake? Remember
0: the snake got loose and I, I fucking freaked out. hated it. Kurt's so afraid of snakes, dude. I had a. I had a white red-eyed albino rattler snake like that was literally like i didn't i bought it because it looked cool and they didn't tell me at the store that you can't touch it like it shouldn't even have been at a pet store (laughs) it was like a like this fucking really dangerous snake that shouldn't have been shouldn't have been allowed to be purchased and it escaped the cage one time and Kurt was just freaking out. And then I had the California king snakes and stuff, which are harmless, which I used to hold and bring around and bring in front of Kurt. Yeah, but
2: what do you do own. with them? Like, what's the point yeah. of I, I, I didn't
0: did do it just snake. fucking cool. They're just alpha. They're just manly. It's fucking cool to have a snake. So, would you go to like parks yeah.
2: with them in the summertime and shit? <laughs> i <I'd just> fucking <laughs> chill with <laughs> the them. Park. I just fucking,
0: this is when I was living. This is when I was like, what, 16, I think, or something? So, yeah, you know, I was fucking just chilling with it. i just fucking have it wrapped around my arm and scare my brother with it. It was perfect. So weird. Yeah, I fucking loved it. Would you feed it? Uh, anyway. Well that's the bad part. You had to feed it uh, mice. Well yeah, of course. I, so, I I'm, I'm saying. It, yeah. I, yeah, but see I don't like that part. Yeah. That that's the part. But you what you could do is you could actually buy the frozen mice, you could buy the already dead mice and then you could like warm them up and feed it. So uh but yeah, the the feeding the mouse part was the was a little tough for me. I didn't like I don't like watching animals die. Fuck. So that part sucks. And then I had a in college, I had another snake and I had a pet mouse. It was one of the feeding mice and I just it became my pet and I kept it. And my dumb fucking uh roommate as a joke decided to feed my pet mouse to the snake and it was the first time I punched my roommate in the face. I was really Wait, that upset about this it. This is
3: the storyline to Road Trip with Tom Green when he feeds what do you mean? the you didn't see Road Trip with Tom Green when he feeds the the mouse to the snake. You guys ever saw Road I Trip? Remember. I want everybody I
2: just to more importantly to recognize Thomas's fucking Pet resume. He had a snake and a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> when normal people had a
0: dog and a snake in a glass, I had a snake <laughs> in <had> a, <laughs> <snake laughs> a mouse. <laughs> snake in a glass. But uh, speaking of snake in a glass, let's talk to Khabib here or Habib. Uh, I still I can't change the way I say things, even when they've been told to me that they're not supposed to be said this way anymore. So you'll hear me say Khabib all the time. I know it's pr- 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 it's Habib, no Magomedov, but it's Khabib Magomedov uh, for me. So, uh, McGregor, Habib here. We're going to have some heated discussions on this right now. Let's start off at the beginning with the press conference, Lab. What was your take on the press conference, uh, the first one and the second one? Let's talk about that.
2: The first one, I honestly thought uh, you know, it, was, it was a no-win situation for Habib. Everyone knows he's not really well-versed in English. He's not a confrontational guy. You know he has his one two or three punch lines that he says i 'm going to smash this guy i 'm going to change his face I humble him it 's really all he says, so he was kind of set up to fail there you know what I mean so i wasn 't really going to take much from him as far as Connor, I thought that because there was no fans there, I feel like he had a, he felt like he had to carry it more and I think he I thought it was terrible well no, terrible no, I, I, I think he no had fans. to carry it more, and I think he had to really i think he pushed too hard I think he went way overboard, I think he was way too emotional and i think it was a different connor i mean it was he wasn't joking around it just seemed like it was a more personal thing for him than anything else and i just think he tried a little too hard i thought the whole press conference was a complete debacle
0: i thought it sucked because there was no fans there i didn't like that at all i thought that was a situation where it was it's just fucking stupid you can't have a mcgregor press conference without fans that's the whole thing he feeds off their energy And as someone who's done a lot of presentations for a living, I'm not trying to compare it to Conor McGregor in front of a microphone in Vegas or something, but I've done presentations for 500 people, and I've done presentations for three people. And one of the big thing when you're a showman or a presenter and publicly speaking, if you're like a McGregor or a Tommy G, we're basically cut from the same cloth and the same person. Pretty similar skill sets, too. You need the energy. You feed off the energy from the crowd. And when there's not people there, you push and feel like you need to fill the room with energy so i actually agree with you lab um that that was that was the case kurt what was your take on it
3: well he was just trying to duplicate what he did with aldo because he knew aldo struggled he knew khabib is going to struggle so it's the same page from the playbook but it was all right i didn't mind it first what one was all right the,
0: what about the second one?
3: Second one's annoying because you want to see them in the same room you got the huge crowd everything's ready to go and it's just all right he's not here same as always But I like that Khabib left and didn't stay around because he didn't want to be And But I I don't know. I want to know if Dana White's really pissed or he just acts like he's not pissed. I want to know his actual thoughts on what happened. Kurt, I mean, uh, lab.
2: I actually thought it was a, a fucking savage move on, on. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, and I, and I'm not, and you know, a lot of people are going to say it's because he wanted to avoid the situation, which we talked about this, you know, privately off air. That, yeah, like I think it was a good thing that he was able to avoid that onslaught in front of the public eye. But it's also because he did have weight to cut. You know, he he is on a stringent timeline to cut weight, and a part of Connor's. You know, mentality in this could have been listen, he does have trouble cutting weight. Let's keep him there longer while we get into his head. Let's make him worry. Let's make him think. Let's put him on the, you know, the envelope a little bit. So, and I really think that it backfired in Connor's face. And I personally think that Dana White was more upset with Habib leaving than Connor really? being late. When Habib got yes. up and left, his face kind of dropped like, where the fuck are you going?
0: Yep. I, I, I d- there is no one. In all of sports, and, and I respect and love Dana White. I know a lot of people have a lot of negative things to say about him and stuff, but I, to what this guy's done, uh, when Conor was blowing him at the end, saying how I mean, it was all true. Like, yeah, it was a little blowjob fest at the end there when Conor was like, you're the god, Dana, you did. He built this stuff from fucking nothing and turned it into something bigger than boxing right now. So, uh, got to respect him on that, but I've never seen an athlete in any sport own, the owner slash commissioner, whatever title you want of a specific sport, like Connor McGregor owns Dana White. Dana White literally is Connor's bitch. Like he just basically does whatever Connor says. He's scared of Connor McGregor. He, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, guys, check your text message, by the way. Yeah, um, but he
3: shouldn't anymore now that he got paid for the UFC. Like, he shouldn't have that fear anymore. Like, he needs McGregor, right? Because he's a billionaire already. So what's the difference?
0: He does. I mean, McGregor is the sport. Right. McGregor is the fucking sport. I mean, this is basically what it is. It's, it's McGregor made this sport. McGregor changed the pay scale. And I think Dana was sitting there fucking pissed the hell off that Habib left. And you know I don't like to give Habib credit for much stuff. But, um, dude, that was savage. That yeah, was so brilliant did Diaz. Move. It was a brilliant move. It was a brilliant move to walk out before Connor got there because Connor came too late, I thought. If he would have showed up 5, 10 minutes late, it would have been better off. He waited a little too long. It was obviously intentional, and he didn't get that last-minute chance to get in his head like he normally does, so I agree with that. Uh, Lab, does in the open workouts, does Habib usually come out to Biggie in the open workouts, or was that just to get in his head a little
2: bit? No. I, I, sometimes I think they go on a wheel, you know what I mean, because I was watching the open okay. workouts – and they would repeat, and like, there was one uh, incident. I don't even know why they would put it in there, but it was, like, 30 seconds of somebody throwing up. There was like, yeah, it was, like, <laughs> coughing. Yeah, and it was, like, coughing and throwing I up. Think, and they yeah. played that with Connor too. So yeah. I think it's just on a wheel.
0: All right, I was going to say, because that's pretty savage if he's coming out to Notorious uh, during that time. So the press conferences were somewhat uneventful. Um, I think it was a flop on both of them. I didn't think the first one was that great either. I mean, when you see these guys, you want to see them talk about fighting. You're sitting there t- talking about this fucking guy in your camp and you're a rat and you're fucking punk and your country doesn't speak the language that i mean it's just a lot of bullshit that i didn't really love but as far as the the weight cut lab which just happened we'll get into the fight analysis and the breakdowns in a second but habib was the one that everyone was worried wasn't going to make weight he actually came out first he was like one of the first people to come out um came in fine and mcgregor was the one that everyone was freaking out about because it was in the final hour that mcgregor came out and he did make weight and i thought he looked fine i didn't think he looked gassed. but what did you get what was your take on on the weight cuts i know this is something that you weigh very heavily into your analysis seeing how these guys look and stuff
2: well i wasn't worried at all with, with connor at first uh until i saw the open workouts where he did look a little bit thick his legs look a little bit thick then i made you look at him because i know you follow him uh, f- you know feverishly so you said he looked a little bit thick I think it could have been maybe he, he looks a little bottom heavy. It looks like he trained legs pretty hard, you know, to, uh, for the strength of his legs to stuff some takedowns and stuff like that. I was nervous with Habib a little bit. You know, I really was. You always have to be nervous with him, not only because of the weight cut, but because of the kidney issues and all the ailments that he's had just from cutting weight. Like, even if he is on target to make weight, it doesn't mean his, his internal organs, his body's going to hold up on it, you know. But he was the first one on the scale. He weighed in perfectly. He looked great. Uh, when Connor Connor was late, um, people are saying uh, it was maybe a mind game. You don't play mind games when it comes to America. it's so
0: funny. It, you get you little things like this, Lab. I think you can tell. That, and and again, I don't claim to be an MMA UFC professional, but from hanging out with you nonstop every single fight for the last god knows how many years, and then seeing people from DFS companies and stuff who are touting fights, I know more than all of them. Oh, you do, and it's not even close. You do. So like when I see these knuckleheads jumping out like I saw like twenty tweets about oh this is just what McGregor's doing as a mind game. No, this is not the time you fuck around, right, Lab. This was that's not back in the
2: day when you can I V infuse it's a little bit different because you can go right back to your room, you pop an IV and you know you, you can you can uh, hydrate a lot quicker, but you're not playing mind games uh, w- during weigh-ins. You need to hydrate as quickly as possible. So Connor, right. without every minute matters. Every you always minute say, matters right? after the weigh-in. So Connor, without a doubt, had trouble making weight. I do agree with you. I do think he looked okay. He did look okay. His color was there. But then he when I color. went back and looked at it, you know, he had a full beard. So sometimes when you have a full beard, that you can't see the chiseling of his jaw. But I, I totally think he looks fine. I mean, he made weight; he, he came in underweight. Uh, but when people are saying that he overslept, he slept in. When your stomach is eating apart at you, your stomach is eating you, and you know that you got to just go downstairs, step on a scale. You could rehydrate. You can go back to bed. You're not sleeping in. Nobody's fucking sleeping in during brutal weight cuts. It's it's
0: and as you as can't. As it's just. It's just nonsense. These are just people who don't know anything about fighting. Well, what would be the benefit about? of doing that
3: for McGregor? Like, there I know is no benefit game, because but, you're just yeah. exactly. hours so, away from no. your weight cut.
0: It's people who don't know what they're doing, they're, what they're talking about and how serious the weight cut is and how serious – because they, they don't understand the fact that, like Lab always says, dude, if 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 Habib weighs in an hour before Connor. He gets an extra hour to rehydrate and get his shit right. You know, that every minute counts there. You want to weigh in as early as possible you know, if you can. W- if you're weighing in at the buzzer, it's because... You had a little bit of trouble. And we said he looked huge the other day, yeah. Lab.
2: There's also a spillover point. You know, there's something called spilling over. You know, they do it in bodybuilding, they do it in, in, in sports and wrestling and stuff like that. You can spill over to the point where if you're dehydrated and you're deprived for so long, your body just starts to release every drop of water it has in its body to secure and save itself. It's called spilling over. It's called the spillover effect. So, why would you take that chance when your camp can just wake you up and say, listen, go downstairs, wash your face. Get on the fucking scale and let's go. And then you could come back. You could fucking you could drink your Gatorade. You could drink your Pedialyte. You could you could fuse up whatever you got to do and go to bed. Do whatever you got to do. They're not going to waste three fucking hours and let this guy sleep. He can't. You can't sleep when your body is under deprivation like that. You just can't get a restful sleep.
0: And we thought he looked big. I just mentioned it. He looked big in the open workout. I mean, he looked he looked a lot bigger than he normally does in the open workouts. Yeah, he did. So. That, all right, so that's the weigh-in. That's the press conference. As far as the mental edge, I think everyone's taking it a little too far. Uh, I'm not really worried. Let's talk about the fight itself now. So, as I said before, Mad Lab remains neutral as much as physically possible 99.9% of the times in his analysis and fights. But Mad Lab worships Abeep. No matter what he says right now, he worships Habib. And honestly, Lab, you're not the biggest Conor McGregor guy. Let's be honest here, okay? So I'm the McGregor guy. You're the Habib guy. And then you got the bod over here, who's probably even worse than you. Uh, I th- you'd think he'd fucking fuck Habib if he could. So
1: let's, <laughs> no, let's talk city.
0: here about how this fight's going to go, and Bod will bring you in in a minute. But Lab, how this fight's going to go, how you see this fight happening, what we need to look for.
2: All right, well, you know, when I broke this thing down, I really, really, really went into, like, fine, fine detail with, I mean – even down to their stances, their heights, their reaches. I did my own grading system with them, you know, uh, and stuff like that. And I was really looking for, like, all these crazy nooks and crannies, you know, on these guys to get any kind of edge I can get. And obviously, you always come back to the same thing. It's stri- it's striker versus grappler. It's, a, it's an ace sniper versus a grappler. So... The way I see this going is is Connor is always going to be in the bonus, no matter how many rounds this fight goes. If it goes three rounds, he's got three bonuses in this corner because it always starts where in his wheelhouse. It's going to start on his feet. So if, if Habib takes him down with 30 seconds left in a round and he's in a lot of trouble, he can get saved by the horn and he's back into his wheelhouse. So he's in the plus. Habib is in a negative in the start of every round. Habib does not shoot for takedowns. He's not a guy that's gonna that that's gonna shoot from from space and go for double legs. He doesn't do traditional takedowns. Habib needs to clear space, and he likes to get in chest to chest and body lock, or he'll do you know a high crotch ride, and he'll fucking you know uh, he'll climb you like a tree. Um, But he's not a traditional space shooter, so that's where it gets dangerous for him for him early. Um, As the fight goes on, it's 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 going to be you know I. I think that Habib is going to be very cautious in the first round. I also think McGregor is going to be a lot more cautious than he says. He says he's going to come in right out of the gate and he's going to blast them. I'd be very shocked if he does. You know, I'd be very shocked. I think that'd be very foolish for both men. I think there's got to be a feel-out process here. I personally think that Conor's got two rounds to do this, possibly two and a half. And I think what's going to happen is Habib is going to end up securing a couple takedowns. I think Conor's going to get up. I think it's going to be almost like that, that hot call effect where – You know, you get a guy who, this guy takes me down. I got to get my ass back up. He's going to have gas in his tank. He's a great athlete. He's going to get up. But Habib is going to eventually just tire him out, drag him down, Um, he will even at points in time, Habib has a tendency of letting you up and people are like, why is he letting you up? He's not letting you up to let you up. He's letting you up because he sees that he can get you in a different position. He's not, he's not in a position that he wants you in at this time. So he's going to loosen his grip a little bit. He's going to create that hula hoop. He's going to allow you to get up and then he's going to get the actual position that he wants and he's going to drag you back down if it's not there he's going to do it again he's going to loosen his grip he's going to let you get into he's going to let you put yourself in a position that he wants to put you in and by doing that not only does he empty your gas tank but what it does is it demoralizes your your, your soul your spirit it's like how do i get out of this fucking nightmare at this point so, Connor's got to keep space. Connor was talking, his camp was talking, how he can out grapple him. Uh, he even, uh, yeah, 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 they really did. Uh, he said he started oh, shedding God. some light that don't be surprised if you know, uh, if he goes for a submission or or something like that, which is completely ludicrous. The guy is a brown belt uh, uh, in BJJ under John John Cavanaugh. I have no respect for John Cavanaugh. SBG Ireland is not a good fight camp. I believe Conor McGregor would possibly be almost unstoppable if this guy left SBG and traveled to other places like AKA or MMA Lab where he he can just kind of expand. Owen Roddy's not a great striking coach. John Cavanaugh, they were blessed with Conor McGregor. He made Sbg. Okay, so he's going to have a four-inch reach advantage. That's that's tremendous for a guy like Connor going against a guy who doesn't have great, you know, striking. But if you really look at it, if you know, people are questioning uh, Habib's chin. You know, and this is something that really bothers me because he went against two guys, and I, we talked about this before. One of them was Michael Johnson. In 26 fights, he was rocked one time by Michael Johnson, a guy who, mm-hmm. to me, arguably has faster hands than Connor. Okay, I wouldn't say he's more powerful than Connor. And if he is, the reason why he's not as devastating as Connor is because it's not Connor's power. It's not that Connor is such a huge, powerful puncher. He knows exactly where to fucking put his punches, he knows where to place them. Almost like Vulcan Ozdemir when you watch him fight sometimes, he'll knock a guy out with a touch, almost like a magic finger, and you're like, what the fuck? You know, he knows exactly where to place his punches.
0: Connor's accuracy especially when he has you rocked like that's one of the things you see with Connor all the time a lot of times these guys get someone rocked and they'll either go for a takedown or they're still <laughs> swing and miss on five <clears throat> excuse me they'll swing and miss on five of their six punches Connor once he gets you rocked up against the fence just dots every one of those punches and lands all his accuracy he wastes, he
2: wastes no punches and that's what that's what makes him yep. great it's almost incredible to watch but now let's get off of that right now let's just get off of the, you, how you can question a guy who's been rocked you know uh one time in 26 fights and then to come back and completely demoralize him after that okay why can't we question two things about conor mcgregor why can't we question his chin number one when everyone on paper says that he was submitted by nate but was he no he wasn't he was actually knocked out by nate he gave up on the feet He lost a foot battle to Nate Diaz, a guy in 30 fights, only has four KOs, and he was completely outworked on the feet with him. He took a desperation shot because he had nothing else left and tried to go on the ground with a BJJ black belt. That tells you something, okay? As far as cardio, a lot of things that people don't look at with Conor McGregor, he's only been out of the second round two times in 24 fights. So why can't we question that?
0: That's, that's nuts. I didn't, I didn't even realize that until you told me that. Yeah, Ma- Max Holloway
2: twice. and Nate Diaz. So he's been in the second round a bunch of times.
0: but he- He's the only MMA fighter to ever make the ninth round.
2: Well, well yeah, if you want to talk <laughs> boxing. So like, there's a lot of question marks ab- 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 about him as well in certain categories, but a lot of people don't question it because it's Conor McGregor. But the fact of the matter is what is going to happen when this guy – If he gets by the the, the second round, he's got to get through Connor. He's got to get by. What's going to happen in that third round, in that fourth round, in those championship rounds when this guy is pushing you and pressing you? And as the rounds go on, Connor's power is going to become less and less. And Khabib's stamina and confidence is going to build more and more. So the way I see this going, I honestly see the danger zone for Khabib is 2.5 rounds. That's his danger zone. If he gets by that 2.5 rounds, I think he's going to understand that this guy can't hurt me anymore. He's getting tired. And I really think if it goes into the third round and deeper, he's going to fucking demoralize him.
0: I think that's interesting. And we're going to talk about some of the uh, some of the bets here and some of the stuff we're looking at. I got some lines that I pulled out that uh, that are interesting. But, Kurt, you have this is uh, you have this bet on Khabib here as a, uh, a little special bet, don't you?
3: This is called a gold coin event. (laughs) Like two to three times a year, you're going to have these events. This is where you're going to get your gold coin off of one event. Full coin. Full coin. Full coin. Not like last week. Uh, This is a half-ounce coin, actually. Half-ounce coin. This is a half-ounce event. We'll still call it a gold coin event. Right. It's going to be a gold coin, though. Okay. So So my entire bankroll is in on this fight. Entire bankroll. Habib. Habib. Jesus. What? Even what Mad Lab. Even Mad Lab saying that's crazy. It is. Yeah, but my entire bankroll is $180. Yeah, <laughs> <is Damn> <laughs>
0: doesn't matter what it is. Because I've already taken
3: call. out for the winnings last time to get my gold coin. So now it's down, but it went back up to 180 But I mean, I'm not going to follow Mad Lab's analysis, but I think he's right where everyone thinks McGregor's going to come out throwing. And I think it's the opposite. I think he learned from fighting Mayweather, he learned from Diaz. You got to conserve your energy. Half the fight is conserving energy so you could throw just as hard later. But I mean, yeah. Go on, go on. I'm going to give on. you the Bod's key to victory oh, for Cubby. Hold on. hold on, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Bod's key to victory. What he needs to do is Mike Tyson. He needs to watch every video on Mike Tyson. Nobody was better at getting inside than Tyson. So Connor's got those long arms. The only thing that can hurt Khabib is if he gets him. What he does, he does the peekaboo style. May I let you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. He does the peekaboo, covers up everything, goes left, goes right, and just fights his way in. He's gonna take some shots to the head, but as soon as he gets in, he just takes him down. It's not even gonna be a problem. And by the second round. McGregor's got the worst gas tank I've ever seen, so it's not even going to matter. You're really so,
2: underestimating the athletic ability of Conor McGregor. I, I am. Know. yeah. I, I don't are. know
3: why either, but I, I'm so sure that Khabib's going to kill him that like I don't even think on a, on a on a, a normal
2: athlete On a normal athlete with his, that, his athletic ability, if you took his brain out of his head, I would agree with you, but this is a guy who visualizes things before they happen.
3: No, I get that, and that's what's great about him. He didn't go all Hollywood and all that stuff, and he's committed to the fight game. But I,
0: I don't know. I, you, Kurt, you just, you. Got, I mean, the funny thing is Mad Lab is, does not see Hubby losing this fight. Kurt doesn't even think it's possible. I don't even Kurt,
3: think he could, like, come close to He thinks to the line should be, like,
0: minus 1,200 on this fight. Like, that's how fucking stupid Kurt is on this one. No, you're but, wrong. But I'm guess
2: wrong. what? I, I, I absolutely can see him losing this fight.
0: I you do not see him. I losing absolutely this fight, do. You do not see it happen. I absolutely. You see I see told you. You see a two path. And a half rounds if he. Yeah, you see a path where it can a, happen, the, the, but you the, do not see that bro, happening. No,
2: within the first, if this was a two round fight, if you had a bet on the two round fight,
0: oh then yeah, it's it's, it's, it's McGregor, McGregor would be so favored. That's
2: what I mean. That's his window. That's his window. Right. Like I, if he if he fit. Let's put it this way: if he beats, uh, if he beats Habib late, I would be fucking shocked. No, I, I shocked. yeah,
0: I, all my bets going down. I mean, I think, and put it. The, and here's the funny thing: MadLab's batting on Habib, hundred percent. He's probably going to make one of his biggest bets ever on Habib. Okay, so when he says he could see McGregor winning, he, he sees a path to it, and there's obviously a path to it because McGregor's a star and, and an elite fighter. But you see Habib winning this. I actually am the single biggest McGregor fan I think in the world. Right, that's not from Ireland, and I'm nervous because I know what's going to happen here. If my fear, now the thing I love about about Conor is his aggression. And MadLab. you talked about how when you were doing your analysis, you saw a lot about how these guys fight going forward compared to fighting going backwards. And I'm going to give you a second to talk about that. I pray that McGregor does not come out too fast. I think he needs... And it's not a stamina thing. I think he can get caught if he doesn't land. If he comes over the top with a hook and doesn't land it, then he's in a very dangerous position to get caught and taken down. I have very little confidence in McGregor getting off the mat once he's down, because I rewatched the Mendez fight twice. Granted, Mendez came in. It was 11 days notice. It was the first time McGregor fought a wrestler. He only had 11 days to prepare for a wrestler, and really two or three of those days are basically weight-cut days where you're not even preparing. So I, I do think he'll be way more prepared, but, I mean, Mendez, who's smaller than Habib, got him down, and McGregor had no chance of getting up. And honestly, even as a McGregor fan, the only reason McGregor won that fight is because Mendez actually tried to change position and let him up. That's how he got up, and then he dropped him. So I'm really, really nervous about this. The bets that I'm going to be making are 100% Conor McGregor round one, Conor McGregor round two. Those are my bets. Right now it's Conor round one plus 400, Conor round two plus 600. So those are the two bets that I'm going to be making. Maybe I throw in the plus 1375 for round three. Just because the odds are so fucking high on it, but I'm with you, Lab. I think if this gets into the third round, this is that's scary, scary water. McGregor's got to catch him early before that gas tank gives. Agreed. Yeah, and you were talking about the fighting forward and fighting backwards. Yeah, well, um, yeah, well share a little bit about that. What you found? Yeah,
2: I mean, if you notice in the Mendez fight, I mean, um, like to go back to that a little bit with the takedowns that he couldn't get up from there was you know uh, something where they said that he tore his MCL and he was fighting on a bad right on the back of his MCL right. But was, uh, that's right. still you could say the same thing about Chad Mendez losing that fight on 11 days notice i think on a full on a full camp mendez wins that fight um, as far as if you notice when he when he was fighting Mendez when he dictates the dance when Connor's dictating the pace whether he's pushing forward or that he's pulling you in and trying to be the matador as long as he knows he's dictating the dance the guy looks as confident as ever his chin is up he's bouncing back and forth he's plotting he's calculating he's he's computing all your information. But the minute he starts to face some controversy and starts going back on his feet, his entire demeanor changes. His mouth starts opening up. He starts bopping backwards, putting his hands down. His strikes become very labored. It's almost like then he goes back to his corner at the end of the round. And what did he do with the Mendez fight? He tried to lasso him back in with trash talk again. Let me try mm-hmm. to get you back in to dictate this pace again. And if you don't let him do that, like Nate Diaz did that, he did not allow him to dictate the pace. Well,
0: Nate Diaz zombied him and kept him on his back exactly.
2: foot. If you put Connor on his back foot, he's a completely different fighter not Conor on his back foot the Conor that wants to be on his back foot if you force him to his back foot he's a completely different fighter and that's what Khabib has to do but he's got to do it very strategically and calculated
0: you heard you heard McGregor even say that Khabib is the type of guy who's easy to back up did you notice he said that in the presser he's like he's easy to back up showing you that that's an important thing for McGregor and he realizes that yep. too like I need to keep this pace pushed I've been studying him he's very easy to back up uh, the danger with that is when you're pushing forward too fast on a wrestler or a grappler, that's a dangerous situation because that's when you're leaving your, your midsection exposed for takedowns. So, um, Also, I, one I don't know. more
2: I, thing is he's a southpaw, and southpaws are live bait for single leg takedowns. I
3: don't know. I think the southpaw is a little bit of an advantage against him. Mad Lab, why does Connor struggle so much with stamina? It's a
2: genetic thing, bro. A lot of people It is, know, right? Yeah, we me and Tommy talked about this yesterday uh, when I was going yeah. to the gym. It's a genetic thing. You know, you, you can uh, it's almost like Mark Hunt, if you ever look at him, you'll never see him on the front of a magazine, but you could see Mark Hunt in his best shape for himself. You know, he'll never be like a a, a model or have abs or anything like that. It's the same thing with cardio. You'll never see Tyron Woodley um, you know, a long-distance runner. You know what I mean? You'll, it, it's just not his somatic type. Conor McGregor is a, is is a sprinter. That's basically what he is. He's a sprinter. He's a, he's, a, he's a stocky guy. He's He's got, you know, muscularity. And there's only so much genetically you can do. You either have stamina or you have a great gas tank or you don't. You could build upon a bad gas tank, but you can't you can't completely turn your gas tank. It's genetic. I don't care how hard you work.
0: And that's the funny thing when you hear people talk about that because you see it. If it was that easy to train yourself to have a five-round gas tank, then everyone would fucking have one, right? Like – you own. There's a certain limit to where you can go. So you know that the big thing about Connor, though, is his explosiveness and his sprint out the gate. And I hate when guys change their fighting style. Um, we saw it. I believe it was was it Garbrandt or Perry? I think it was Pe- No, it was Perry. That Mike Perry fight. Remember how they were saying Perry comes out too hard and he's got to he's got to pace himself more. And you saw that first fight where he paced himself. He just got worked for five rounds yeah. because you're never going to have the power and the energy that you do in the first round. So guys like Mike Tyson back in the day, guys like Conor McGregor, guys like Mike Perry, these guys need to go unload with their full clip early because if they pace themselves, at no point are they going to reach a 10 on a scale of 1 to 10 in power. They're just going to stay at an 8 for a longer period of time and still end up at a 5 or 6 by the 4th or 5th round. So I think it's actually counterproductive sometimes to focus too much on trying to save energy. When you're a sprint fighter like McGregor is, and it's more important to just make sure you get it the fuck done in those first two rounds. And here's some of the bets here. So, Kurt, your uh, your wager here is just strictly Habib minus one seventy. No, I spread
3: it out. I got oh, I got. Can I say Khabib? I like it better.
0: Just say whatever. Yeah, I'm so sick of fucking people. Correcting yeah. you, you make us yeah. say one thing for fucking ten years, and then you change it overnight, and we're. I still say San Diego Chargers. Like yeah, yeah so, so I We know, we know it's a
3: yeah, I started with Khabib on the TKO. And then I added all the rounds to it, one through five. Because I'm kind of a hedge better. I'm not mm-hmm. an all-in guy. I like to win. But I don't need to win a ton.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So I Especially, on, sure a, I especially on a gold coin event. Right. Exactly. Now you're starting to understand exactly. this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. so, so I it. actually covered everything. Because then I put, after I put about 120 on that stuff, then I put like 20 on Khabib to win the decision. 20 on him to basically just bet
0: the fucking board like right so basically
3: if khabib wins i don't want to be like ah fuck i didn't bet submission so no matter what i can at least break even but if he k he gets a tko I'm going to win some coins. Right, like if he wins in the fourth round, you'll win the plus 11.50 bet. Right. Right. right, fourth so or fifth scenarios. round, then I'm rolling in it. Right, see, I'm a little
0: different. Um, I- I'm going to read you some props, guys, and you guys tell me. First of all, over under two and a half rounds is pretty much even money on this fight. And by the way, guys, get over to guruelite.com. Mad Lab just did a full podcast on the full fight card. So we're just doing the uh, Habib McGregor fight. Uh, no mercy here we have the full entire fight card from a dfs from a gambling perspective man like, we got a special this week too right isn't there a 9.99 special yeah we
2: got a 9.99 special just for the fight uh just for this event it's like a daily pass you get the article which is um it's about 14 pages long <laughs> you got uh you got do you get the cliff note version with that subscription? Yeah, the good thing about it is if, if, you, if you guys are doing it for strict dfs purposes you guys can really just scroll down to the bottom, and there's just a DFS section where I do a small DFS breakdown. If you guys are interested in reading about the, the, the breakdowns and stuff, then you can obviously read the whole thing. There's two podcasts. There's about a half-hour breakdown of, of McGregor and Habib. There's also the obvious DFS breakdown, and then we have the live stream uh, tomorrow. So, it's I mean, it's so worth it. So Me worth and you talking. were doing that, yeah, right? We're, I we're forgot. Me and we're you doing were doing that. a so live doing stream. doing that together. And, uh, and we mm-hmm. also got a, a, a couple of T-shirt giveaways uh, that we're doing um, for this contest as well, so which is going to be all dictated inside the, the article uh, rules and stuff.
0: Right. So if you have no interest in DFS and you're just focusing on the gambling aspect, we're going to be talking about the bets on the Habib McGregor fight right now. But Mad Lab's going like 11-3 every fucking weekend. You can buy the betting package. We have the VIP package, which has just been dropped to an all-time low because we're now four weeks into the football season. That includes the MMA picks, golf picks, baseball bets, and football and college football bets in that. So this would be a good time to go in there. Plus, we got a seven-day pass, which you can check out. So some of the things here. Over, under two and a half rounds. Where would you lean left? Over. over, Kurt? Over. Khabib's going to drag him. Yeah, I think anyone who's on Khabib is going over, and I am on Team McGregor. So I'm going (laughs) under. Uh, Goes to decision. No. Minus 365. Now, this is a big line here, the minus 365, but it's also a very high probability that this fucking thing does not get through five. Do you think it's worth laying almost four gold coins to one bod on the decision? Absolutely not. Lab. But you got to hedge it a little uh, just in uh, case. Oh, shut up. You can't hedge fucking everything. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ with this kid. You can tell he's not a gambler, Lad, uh, no, I know. I
3: can't afford to lose my whole bankroll. <laughs> <laughs> fucking kids has got $180 spread out over 74 <laughs> different bets. Like, no matter what happens, Kurt breaks even. DraftKings (laughs) sent me an email. Are you sure about this? You got seven bets on one guy and seven random outcomes. I'm like, yeah, 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 we're good. (laughs) good. Lab, any interest in laying the wood on the 365
0: on no decision?
2: You know, the thing that bothers me about this is that, like, I I don't think it's going to decision. I don't, but I can see the referees giving both of these guys every chance possible to survive out of a round.
0: Hmm, that's interesting. All right, I uh, I don't think so. I would lay the 365. Um, McGregor by TKO is one of my favorite bets because what we're doing here, you could bet McGregor plus 140 on the fight, or you could bet him by TKO or knockout plus 195. So I don't see any other way McGregor wins this fight. I don't think it's getting to a decision. I don't think he has the tank to get there. I don't think he's going to submit him. I think the only way McGregor wins is by TKO or knockout. So give me the plus 195 instead of the plus 140 and let me take that one specific scenario. Lab. I think
2: that's the best bet if you're, go- if you think if you're going more. McGregor. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You can't. You can't. I mean, I, 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 just, I just don't know why you'd play the 140. Like you play the 195, TKO knockout. Absolutely. And then if he wins by submission, the fucking, you know, that one thing that you thought could never, ever possibly happen happens. But um, uh, Kurt, you're not touching McGregor. So what about Habib by submission? Plus two
3: ninety five. This is a little higher than I thought it would be. Well, I was originally I didn't even have that one on there, but then but then you realized it was, hook. so you have to bet it because you <laughs> no, got to bet every. <laughs> no, because I didn't. I'm you. like, how's he beaten that? So I went with a heel hook. I think he might get a heel hook, so I'm like, all right, let me just put a twenty spot on there just in case. All right, Lab uh, plus two ninety five by
0: submission.
2: I I'm mean, listen, it's very very possible, but you got a lot of people misconstrue grappling. He's not a really he's more of a Russian freestyle wrestler. He's all about position. So if the submission
0: and it's his ground and it's pound, a lot too. of
2: ground and pound. So
0: I, which which oftentimes does lead to the guy literally rolling onto his stomach to get away from the fucking uh, elbows. Absolutely. And then it just lays right into a fucking absolutely. choke. So it's
2: not a bad bet, but I would personally take him by ground and pound before I take submission.
0: OK, uh, let me see some other bets that I got written down here. And then we'll get to the fun stuff after this. We want to make sure we cover this in full. So I have Conor round one plus 400, Conor round two plus 600, Conor round three plus 1375. Unlike Kurt, I'm not a hedger, but I do think it happens within the first two rounds, and that's why the odds are so much worse for those two, plus 400, plus 600. If I had to pick one of these, I would say round two plus 600. Because of what Lab talked about earlier, I like the fact that we're guaranteed to start that round with McGregor on his feet. And we're guaranteed to start that situation after maybe he's done a little damage to Habib and maybe figured him out a little bit, been able to sprawl away from him a little, uh, maybe frustrated him, gotten his head a little bit. So I think my favorite round bet is plus 600. If you were going to bet Connor and you could only pick one of these, would you do the plus 400 round one, plus 600 round two, or plus 1375
3: round three? Bod? Yes, Uh, I'd go round two. I don't think he can... Have any power in round three. Yeah, I I
0: agree. I would go round two. Okay, so that seems to be a good bet there. Now, the Habib side. Uh, Let me pull up because I want to get the whole list here. All right, so Habib wins. (laughs) Magomedov wins in round one plus 489. Habib wins in round two plus 575. Habib in round three plus 950. This is strange. These odds are wrong, in my opinion. They, They actually get... Better. More extreme as you go deeper, and I think we're all on the same page where we think he's going to survive deeper. So plus 950 in round three, 1150 in round four, and then uh, plus 1450 in round five. Which is
3: nuts because if Khabib wants to drag it out, he's going to drag it to the fifth and just pound him out in the fifth. So I Which one would you that. take
0: out of these? you like the third, fourth, or fifth, Kurt?
3: I feel like it's going to be in the fourth, but I would love if it goes to the fifth. Lab
0: plus nine fifty in the third or plus eleven fifty in the fourth. I feel like are your two wheelhouse ones.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna. I, I would say I would say the fourth would be the safest bet,
0: plus nine fifty. Now here's what I'm gonna do. I am going to, and if you are betting McGregor like I am, I am going to bet the first two rounds for McGregor. I'm gonna bet McGregor by TKO knockout. And to use a little botology here, what go. I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hedge out with a small play on Habib in the fourth and Habib in the 3rd and Habib in the 5th. Yep. So, because they're plus like 1200. So, let's say hypothetically we'll use a $100 increment. Let's say you bet $100 on Connor plus 195 knockout TKO which we spoke about. So, that's 100 to get you like 200. Let's say you throw 50 bucks on Connor in the first two rounds. So, now you got about $200 outlay in these situations. What I would do because this thing is paying 1000 bucks, I could throw like 40 bucks on Habib in the fourth round, and at ten to one, I win four hundred. So I could throw twenty on Habib in the fourth, twenty on Habib in the third, twenty on Habib in the fifth. Basically, sacrifice that sixty dollars to hedge my whole entire. Right. So McGregor basically, bet.
3: if it doesn't go to a
0: decision, you're in good shape. Basically, I'm fu- yeah. Even if McGregor wins it in the fourth or fifth, at least I'll still win the the initial bet, the hundred dollars to win two hundred. So now probably will end up be- to learn. No, this is what I do, son. No, you go fucking all in. You're like, here's Ken Grand
3: on McGregor, knockout, first round. Yeah,
0: well, I'm nervous about this. Yes, I'm nervous. Trust me. If this was Eddie Alvarez, I went all in. This is the same
2: guy that used to fucking yell at me on the phone. Take
1: a stand, slab! (laughs) 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 Say it with your chest!
0: (laughs) I'm taking a stand. I'm t- but when you're going to give me plus 1,400 for Habib in the fourth round or something, you better believe I'm going to throw a couple, a little tenth of a gold coin the on phone that for, calls, for <laughs> KG phone calls over that I used to get were literally like, yo, what's up? Well, I'm taking like, a stand. McGregor winning a fight.
2: You fucking motherfucker.
0: Take a stance, you <laughs> pussy. <laughs> <laughs> because Mad Lab studies so much tape, and he's so good at analyzing this stuff, that his job in studying the tape is, I mean, Dana White's putting these fights together, especially the big fights because there's a chance for both guys to win, you know. Outside of a cyborg minus fourteen hundred, because there's no one who can compete. You know, these fights are basically matched together because there's a chance. He so when does Lab not does his analysis want to win this fight, no, no one does. No one does. Everyone wants McGregor. And just to just a little side note here, and at the end of this, maybe we'll get to little little Ferguson action. But I want to get to some fun shit here. Um, on a side note, real quick, who wins the Ferguson Pettis fight? One, i think we're unanimous here
3: um i'm gonna do the bods key to victory on this one too Mm -hmm. Uh, cue me up
0: okay uh ladies gentlemen this is the bods key to victory
3: and we're gonna want to mark this so we could uh pull it later how it's gonna happen is ferguson's gonna win on pettis doing some stupid spinning elbow or something (laughs) he's gonna catch him take him down and end it it's going to happen probably, that exact That's probably fashion. what's going to happen, actually. Yeah. Lab? I
2: think it's, I, I, listen, if, this was, if this was, the injury wasn't involved, then I'd be all in on Ferguson. I think he's going to win the fight, but I don't think he's going to finish him. I think it's going to go to decision.
0: Interesting. I think that's going to be a better fight than people think. No one's even talking about it. But, um, and then Ferguson-McGregor, who wins that fight if that happens? Oh. Ferguson. Yeah, I think
2: I, I, but believe it or not, I think a healthy Ferguson beats McGregor, dude.
0: Ferguson-Khabib, who wins that I fight? I think that's
2: a lot more interesting than this fight.
3: That yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's, McGregor's that's the, everything I hate. I don't like to bet with guys that have no gas tank and no ground. Ferguson? Boots. Right. No, 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 no. I'm McGregor. talking about yeah. McGregor. Because, uh, McGregor.
2: Let me tell you something. K- Habib takes Ferguson down. He's like a spindle know, top that's a good on fight. his back, dude. I
0: yeah. Know. That's that's a better fight, but Kurt's dumbass before was like, well, hopefully Ferguson gets it. No ends up way. You leave him with nuts? Oh, no, it fucking he's well, Because Kurt just wants to see the better fight. Kurt doesn't give a fuck about McGregor. He really doesn't. He doesn't care about McGregor. He thinks McGregor's a clown.
3: I don't know. I think anyone that trash talks, I feel like it's like, what are the odds that you are the best fighter in the world and the best he trash talker? Up, it's very I rare. Think, yeah. Muhammad Ali, speaking of which, let's bring up this topic real
0: quick. Uh, McGregor said in the presser that Dana White said he's a better trash talker than Muhammad Ali, which I think is the dumbest statement in the history of the wow. world. Mad Lab, you've watched every single Muhammad Ali clip there is known to man. And I watched the one where fucking I didn't even see Sonny Liston when fucking Muhammad Ali shows up at Sonny Liston's house in a bus <laughs> with a fucking megaphone yelling <laughs> out the fucking window. He's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> You're a bum. <laughs> You're a coward. <laughs> oh, that was great. But Madeline, you were talking about how Ali used to actually show up at the gym. Right? Yeah, he used to show up at your
2: house, show up at your gym. When uh, he was when uh, when Joe Frazier was training uh, in his gym, he actually went to his gym and there was like iron bars on the window. <laughs> there was iron iron bars on the windows, so it was like windows with iron bars on them. And they had the media in there and the film in there, and all of a sudden you just see Muhammad Ali's face pop up. It's actually a famous victim.
1: <laughs> you see
2: his face just pop up in a window with his big eyes, he's like, "I'm going to destroy you." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Didn't he have a little like puppet? Yeah, He had a little ape puppet, and he was punching
2: him in the head. <laughs> <laughs> so he's—he was—he he, listen. Anybody who trash talks today, they are mimicking the source. Man, he created this. He's there's no one ever right. that will be better than Muhammad Ali. No.
3: And he was no. the OG of it. And he—he he was doing it to literally fuck with your head. Whereas and he was McGregor's doing it. it, right? McGregor's doing it a little of fuck with your head, but it gets him paid by doing it. Of course, of it. course yeah. Exactly. So, so everyone does it now just to get paid. Yeah. Is there any viability
0: before we pivot to things Mad Lab hates here? Is there any viability to taking uh, the decision props here? I'm just trying to find them that there is a uh, the decision props are insane on these on one of them. Like McGregor wins by decision, I think is like, hold on. Let me see. Do you guys have it in front of you? That? No, but
2: I think it's like
3: 2,000. fight.
0: Go- McGregor wins by decision is plus like 1,300.
3: Yeah, it should be more.
0: Right? Yeah. All right. You have uh, Namaga Madoff wins by split. Oh, here's the, here's the one that's insane. McGregor wins by split or majority decision, so not unanimous. Plus 2,700.
3: Crazy. Kurt, do you throw a little little speckle on that? A speckle of a coin? Absolutely not. A little piece of gold dust there on it? There is zero chance fucking McGregor wins by decision.
0: All right. All right, let's get to some other fun stuff now. So, we talked about how Mad Lab hates birds, right? So, we, we've identified that. Um, it is now time for Things Mad Lab Hates. <laughs> so, so I'm going to start this off, actually, with a little twist. A little twist I'm going to start this off with. And we're going to do a thing Tommy G hates about Ooh. Mad Lab. A little twist that Mad Lab didn't see coming. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like... I would like silence for a second please in the uh, in the auditorium. Everyone please silence for a second. Please
1: enjoy this Verizon ringtone while your party is oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have this? How many times do I have to yell at you
0: to take this fucking ringtone off? Oh,
3: the amount of times I've heard that it ringtone drives
0: me insane. <laughs> Why do you have that? It's not 1999. Oh, so hysterical. Every fucking week he says, I'm taking it off, I'm taking it off, and it's still fucking there. Take that fucking ringtone off. I hate that, dude. I hate it. I guess I call you a hundred times a day. I feel like these fucking little trolls are going to come dancing out like, oh, the lollipop kids, the lollipop It's classy, though. Oh, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: fucking that's horrible. Funny,
0: that's what I hear every time I call Mad <laughs> How long has it been there? Ever, forever, forever. For Is it like when we used to that, I, had, I had some kind of
2: ringtone that expired, and, and then it just went to that.
0: Why do you have a ringtone? Why do you have
2: like, a ringtone? Bro, years ago. That's <laughs> a I, good never question.
0: Still, people can't tell when he's on call waiting. That's why we used to do <laughs> it. Right? Yeah, exactly. I'm just a fucking asshole. So <laughs> that's <laughs> things Tommy G hates <laughs> <It's> about Mad Lab. <laughs> so let's... <laughs> 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 That's funny. Um, all right, Kurt, you want to hit first? I, uh, I, I I always listen, and and this game is is a little jaded always because I already know Mad Lab's trigger points. He doesn't know what we're going to talk about. We make sure not to tell him, but I tend to steer mine towards things I kind of know that Mad Lab hates. So uh, just to give you, fairness, I like, to but do he has it, no like, I it. just want to find out. Right, you're you're, you're more it. you're more data diving.
3: Yeah. So let's stay topical. We'll go last night's game. Ready, Lab? Yeah. Tom Brady.
0: Uh,
3: How does Mad Lab feel about Tom Brady? I love Brady? Tom Brady. Really? Oh, that's a Now, shocker. I would have bet a coin that he didn't. Yeah, I would have said like that's him. not
0: a Mad Lab guy. That's in, You know, oh, oh, hold on. We we missed the, uh, the path to victory here, Kurt. That, What's up? Giant fans hate Tom Brady and MadLab hates Giant fans. So the, no, enemy, no, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Dude, here, right? I could have sworn you would hate a bold Tom Brady, statement.
2: I say it to everybody, people say I'm nuts. I think he was better than my dude Joe Montana. What? Yep. Wow!
0: Yeah, wow, dude, you do a podcast with a kid, you think you know? Him and- <laughs> you do Fuck. two episodes. Bro, the, bro, Damn, I, goat I goat. thought I thought Kurt had to lay down that because because me and Kurt know what we're going to ask MadLab. We discuss, but we don't tell him. That's a he's shocker. A goat, bro. I am goat. shocked. Okay, wow. all right. That That's that's surprising. So, Madlip does not hate Tom Brady. How do you Brady. not like He's Tom Brady, pretty, boy? He's never in trouble. I pretty boy. Pretty boy. I don't know. He doesn't seem like... You know, kind of a system know. guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah see, I don't him know to him, to him Joe. outside of
2: football. I just know the assassin he is on the field.
0: All right. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, Very you good. appreciate greatness. That's Your fine. game. That's fine. All right. Uh, I am going to address one that uh, I know I lean here. I have a huge issue with text talk. I, I have a problem with it, so I we'll have a little discussion here. Mad how do you feel about people who write LOLZ? Oh, dude.
2: <laughs> I fucking.
0: Not LOL. Not LMAO. Not ha ha ha. Not ROFL. LOLZ. I
2: fucking loathe that, dude. <laughs> Especially
0: when it's coming from a guy. When it's coming from
2: a girl, sometimes you can, I can understand it a little bit. But I have guy friends. and I'm not even going to say their names. But you say something to them, they're like LOLZ. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me with that?
3: <laughs> what is the z i have that? no idea lolz like, yeah, like no but i think lols l-u-l-z is like what hackers use when they're making fun of you or something like that but what is l o i don't get the I, z. I don't it's know
2: just like, I, I don't know is it like i, la- I hate text talk oh, I, I hate text talk too though. i hate it in general oh, you're the worst,
3: right though, and dude, please well you
0: hate something i do too what, what do you hate that i do when i when i'm laughing
2: tommy tommy has to if tommy laughs for like one minute he has to make sure you know that he's laughing for one minute in a text message. And instead of just saying like ha or ha ha, he's gotta put
0: ha
1: ha, ha, ha. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: but in Why? his
3: defense, ha 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 is more manly than LO hundred percent. That's the thing. And madlab's yeah, you you an you're an M O L guy? You're a ha ha. Madlev's an LMAO guy.
2: Oh, no. dude, I do a emo- Yeah, you yeah, write I it a am. lot. Damn it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, do yeah, I yeah. am. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, so we should have a Twitter poll, Kurt, on uh, at No Mercy Pod on Instagram and uh, Twitter. So we'll do it on Twitter. Ha ha ha. Which I am almost exclusively <laughs> ha 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 with some LOLs. So here's the thing. I feel like these these. I feel like words have no power anymore because everyone overuses everything, and everything is unbelievable and incredible. And it's like, well, if that chicken sandwich was incredible then where you know where do you go from there, right? Like Louis C.K. talks about all the time. So I try to really represent how I am laughing and if I am laughing. So if you get an LOL from me, that's basically like... Hey, You're a piece okay. of shit. You did that to me
2: last night like three times. Right, right. LOL is like
0: a kind of giggle. If you get the laughing emoji, then you know I'm actually laughing, right? If you get multiple laughing emojis, then you know you really hit a chord. And if you get the ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha, then I'm literally laughing out loud. But the epitome, which Jeff Manns gets a lot of, I, I don't. I'd stop doing it recently. I should start doing it again. I think if you're, there's no need for R O F L. If you're, you're really rolling on ever. the floor laughing, no man has ever used that. No one's doing it. It's it's a lie. You're not on the floor. But if you are, then you should send a voice note. You should literally record yourself hyperventilating and send a voice note to the other person at that point.
3: Yeah, but you want to know how else you use ha 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 ha? When no. you're nagging the shit out of someone, and you don't want to come across as a jerk, across off. as an yep. asshole, yeah, he does it to me. He does it to Rusty. He does it to me too. He's like, <laughs> he does it to like you. Two oh, in the Yo, morning. Yeah, bro, you got that video? It's <laughs> 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 bullshit. That's you saying. You need that fucking video right now. <laughs> like he always does that. Uh, it drives so me true, nuts. dude. Two <laughs> o'clock in the morning lab. If you're not
2: doing nothing, maybe you could do that artwork. Ha ha ha. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? I mean, yeah. fucking two o'clock in the morning. Ha ha ha.
3: Yeah. Uh,
1: the fuck?
3: All the time. It's so annoying
0: god you guys hate me so much i don't know why you're friends with me you know what else i hate from text talk that is my lolz from mad lab and there's another thing that mad lab does that drives me crazy it's so beta when you write k i hate k be a man and add the fucking o you're not a 12 year old girl (laughs) fucking don't k me and then the worst thing he does I know what he's say. is, yeah, when I ask him two questions, <laughs> like, man, are we going to the Giants tailgate party? Oh, no, we will going to the Giants tailgate party at five, and then we'll head to this bar afterwards. KK. <laughs> it's gay,
2: gay.
1: That's <laughs> uh, 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 so stupid. I it's do the that, worst. Man. You do. I hate it. it. I, 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 I
2: got to put it in my phone somehow where it doesn't allow me to do
0: it no more.
3: You can. <laughs> you can auto corrects the okay. You can yeah, do it. You can do a shortcut, dude. No, I don't. Mind. Oh,
0: it's I hate it. It's so beta.
3: It's quick. It's easy. You get it out. Mm-hmm. You the point okay. The oh, how much more? What
2: about okay. this though? What What is the philosophy <laughs> behind this? Like, if you talk to, um, uh, if you talk to somebody like of the Latin community, why do they do ja 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 ja? ja of oh, ja.
3: the Latin, of oh, the, the Latin. What the fuck Latin is community? ja
2: ja 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 ja? <laughs>
3: What is ja, ja, ja? Instead of
2: saying ha, ha, J-A? ha, ha they write J-A, 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 ja, 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 ja. ja. Uh,
3: I've never seen that. It. This
0: actually dovetails. Kurt, may I go again? Yes, yeah, sure. Only because it's topical. This dovetails into one of the things that I just realized that another thing that Mad Lab hates. So one of my pet peeves is when you see like Spanish people on TV who are speaking perfect English, better English than I speak by far, where they're like. The, uh, the car accident on Route 17 today was involving a Honda Accord, and it was driven by Julio Sanchez Rodriguez, and he basically kept going, to, and they just switch to this, and like, like hardcore Latino pronunciation of the name, which part of me feels like if you're a news anchor, then you should pronounce the German names like, you know, like, and you should do it all the time. But it bothers me a little bit, but it, when A-Rod does it, it bothers me more than anything in the fucking world, because A-Rod's a fucking white guy. Like, I don't care if he's, what's he, Puerto Rican, Dominican? I don't remember which one he is. But A-Rod's a white guy, and he's just trying to look cool by doing that and pander to his base. But most cultures and most nationalities do say certain words within their culture a certain way. It's a kind of pound-your-chest right thing. Um, Mad Lab, you're out with someone to dinner, and uh, they order something with uh, mozzarella.
2: Oh, dude, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit.
0: I fucking hate, bro. Listen, I worked at, I obviously owned
2: the restaurant, you know, for, with my family for years and years and years, and there's nothing fucking <laughs> worse than hearing these fucking people walk in and not under, not say, I don't care if it's Indian, Mexican, Spanish, say the food fucking properly. Don't say it like a fucking idiot. Like, really, like, <laughs> the, the, my biggest thing was when people would come into the fucking restaurant with a girl acting real fucking Italian.
0: Right, yeah. How you doing? Let me get some mozzarella yeah, some and tomatoes. <laughs> you fucking an meathead. Because
2: everybody that comes in, they love. They used to love our calamari, so they used to come right. in and they used to look and they used to point at it. And I was like, "Yeah, well, what's? What, what do you want there, sir?" And he used to point at it again, <laughs> and I I knew what he wanted, but I wanted him to fucking say it. And he was like, "Yeah," and he would mumble, "Yeah, the calamari, calamari." Cal- 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 and I'm like, "Oh, the calamari." He's like,
0: "Yeah, I said the oh, gal- See, I say calamari. That's fine. Which is fine. Gallimari, Gallimari. It's but fine. But when you
2: come in and say calamari or mozzarella or ricotta, they the don't even say mozzarella face with that shit.
0: Because it's mutz, it's, mozzarella, it's mozzarella, right? Yeah. But they don't they don't even say mozzarella. They say mozzarella. mozzarella.
2: Get the fuck mozzarella. out of here. Kicking your fucking gym or
0: prosquito. <laughs> prosquito. You ever get that one at the oh. restaurant? Let me get the pers- instead of brisciutto. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then they don't even know you, when you try to tell them de di parma. That's like that's <sighs> the good brisciutto. That's not the shit. They're like, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. What do you mean you'll fucking take that?
0: You ever get anyone asked for pasta fagioli?
2: <laughs> um, they, uh, people say that so... Sh- I don't know. I, I mean, I, yeah, I get... Pasta yeah, it, the,
0: uh, What about what about ricotta? That's what I
2: mean. That's another thing. Ricotta. What the fuck is ricotta? Rigot. Yeah, ricotta. Yeah, regatta. That's
0: so funny. That's I so funny. don't mind it. I, mean, I I, it. I hate... I well, it. I hate...
2: It. And another thing is, 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 is like women who don't know how to... Like when they, when they order... I used to notice one girl, and I'm not going to say her name, but obviously no one would know her anyway. But whenever she would order a glass of wine, she would fucking, bro, it would tear my skin apart. I'd be, they're like, what would you want? i be like, yeah, give me a Jack and Coke. I'm like, how about you? Yeah, I'll have a glass of pino.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it used to drive me up a fucking wall, dude.
3: <laughs> pino. All right, Kurt, you're up. <clears throat> All right, Mad Lab, you ready? Tommy's. Instagram account. Oh, oh, yes! Oh, no. Son!
1: Dude, this son. is the greatest
2: thing ever. <laughs> so I want you all to remember one thing. Back in episode three, was that our uh, meantime? mean Tom? I think yeah, it was our, four, our one first one.
0: I think it was the first one. No, it was again.
2: our episode. I think it was episode. Yeah, it was episode three, it was our first one, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So back in episode three, me and Tommy got <laughs> to a small little spat about me, and he called me a 12-year-old girl on Instagram, okay? <laughs> now Tommy makes it a note. Even in the third one, he's like, guys, make sure to follow me on Instagram. He,
0: at Tommy GDFS. He
2: literally, there's never a fucking time that I go on fucking my Instagram uh. and I fucking look, and his story isn't the fucking first story on my timeline. He, I'm surprised he don't fucking film himself taking a shit and say, look at my story. <laughs> He's he's like an Instagram fucking crackhead now, Kurt, no? Um, am
3: oh, I yeah, an Insta whore?
2: No. Yeah, you're a total insta whore, dude.
3: Dude, yesterday mm-hmm. I was thinking about just muting him. Like, <laughs> Cause he is. He's always the front one, and I like to see other shit instead of Tom. So I'm like I mute him on Twitter. So I'm getting to the point where I'm gonna mute <laughs> and him. And it's on not Instagram one story, too. it's
2: like ten stories in a row. Well, I mean, listen. All right. So, hey, how you in my doing? defense, this is me online. Hey, how you doing? I this is, this is me, paying, <laughs> me, a this sandwich. me paying for my bill. Hey, look at his sandwich. Look, two bites left. <laughs> uh,
0: so, in my defense, I, I don't know how to fucking use Instagram. I've been learning, right? And we know how obsessive I am when I start to learn a new skill, and and how I take it to the next level. And I'm pretty fucking pissed off that I have thirty eight thousand followers on Twitter and only four thousand on Instagram. Because what happens is, Lab, when I meet a girl, I'm verified on Twitter, and I have thirty eight thousand followers over there. No girls have Twitter, none, zero, absolutely none. And that's a way to actually get some uh, get some poo, as you would say, Kurt. Poo-hunting. It's it's impressive. Like girls, are like oh my god, you're verified. Oh my god, you have thirty eight thousand followers. So it's like you immediately become somebody, and at my right crappy age of 40 where I look like a fucking catcher's mitt at this point. I need every fucking edge I can get. So they're always like, I don't have Twitter, but I have Instagram. And then it's like I got my little unverified Instagram account with my 4,000 followers. So I got to start focusing. I got to pay more attention to Instagram. I got to start bringing people over from Twitter to Instagram. You know, Tommy Jr. needs it. It's important. But they're not pictures so, of you. But I mean, but you know what? It's good for promotion, Right. But the big thing is, when I go prison, Mike at the Yankee games, these people want to live through me. Whether you guys believe it or not, when I go to a Yankee game, people want to see what the fuck's going on. And when I when you post it on Instagram in fifteen second clips as a story, it they feel like they're a part of it. Like oh, something news up. Whereas Twitter, it starts to disappear. So i I think it was a I think it was a great move. And I'm going to the Yankee game again on Monday. And I'll be doing another story on Monday. So prepare to meet up. What, mute time's, me what at time does the, the game Gilmore. start? What, on no yeah. Monday? Uh, probably And what time talk. does it end? <laughs> probably
3: 11. <laughs> so that
0: time, I will
2: have my phone on the table.
3: 7 <laughs> No, that's the you time know. you could relax. You won't be getting oh, yeah, fucking yeah. 50 text messages. Man, I me need this. Man, I need that. Well then, MadLab <laughs> has to start.
0: It's seven forty to ten forty, so then MadLab has to start worrying again. Yeah, because at ten forty, I'm wandering around the Bronx by myself. So that's that's when MadLab. How do you bring it up with girls? What
3: oh, do you mean? Oh, oh, like, how do you tell get, get to the does. point uh, where like master. I've mastered, mastered it? I've fucking just
0: mastered
2: just fucking it. Tells them straight out. I'm a fucking His lock screen is his Instagram profile. I'm not going to tell you my name. It's on my Twitter. Just look at my Twitter. I'm verified. You know
3: me. Yo, Tommy. You know what? Oh,
0: sorry. I was just like, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I was just checking my verified Twitter. It all Twitter kind account. of weighs out though, because like
2: <laughs> Tommy can be a dick to me during the week at certain points, but I could be a total fucking dick to him during fight week. You know what I mean? So it's like, it kind yes, of that's important. too. But I too. think a w- important thing we should talk about is let's talk about the Rumble in the fucking giant stadium.
0: Oh, we we did oh, promise shit. to speak about that. We did promise. So first of all, I want to address the um the uh mad lab during fight week i forgot to talk about this so mad lab am i not the best of all the people you know at leaving you alone from monday through wednesday on a huge fight Yeah, always. now now he is now i am now i am right you cannot speak to this motherfucker he gets his period from monday morning to wednesday I almost, night sometimes I didn't do the into Thursday. I like, don't tell
2: me what i can talk about <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I don't call him. Yeah, he's so serious. He's Studying film for like hundred straight hours over a over a seventy two hour period. So he's actually found an extra twenty eight hours in the day. But uh, but yes. Yeah, so how is Kurt? How is the bod at leaving you alone from Monday through Wednesday?
2: I'm actually a little disappointed with the bod. Me and the bod used to talk what? every hmm. single day, dude. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like he just started. He's drifting. ever since the
3: strike.
0: He's
2: no. he started yeah. souring yeah. I a feel little it. bit.
0: I didn't talk to him in like a yeah. week. No. And, it, and he's What's my brother.
3: Going, uh, right, it's, it's a tough time at Guru Elite. I got a lot going on. <laughs> Training a new uh, busy season. A new customer service staff. lot of stuff going on. I'm just so busy. When I get out of my oh. main job, I come home after 10 hours, and then I'm doing No Mercy, Twitter clips, then I'm doing customer service, I'm doing DMs, I'm doing email, then I'm training this guy, then I'm training that guy. And you got a couple kids, and you got a wife. I got two kids, I got a wife, and I have to sleep at some point. So it just it gets too crazy during the week. Yeah. But outside so, of like so. that window of Tuesday to Friday, I'm good.
0: So basically what we've just got a glimpse in, you, you found holes in Kurt's game, right? Lab, like we, we'd start, that actually is going to be a segment every time you find a hole in Kurt's yeah, game. Yeah, like a, 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 what are the, what co- are the, what are the couple of the other of your holes?
2: longevity.
0: Yeah, no, no, I'm going to get to this. What are a couple of the other holes? Oh, no, wait, wait, thought, wait, wait, wait. So, cause <laughs> lab thought Kurt was the perfect human, right? For about a year and a half. Man, and man. I was like, I was like, listen, I've known this fucking kid for 37 years. All right. He's a bit of a train wreck mentally at times. He's a little bit of a bitch Absolutely sometimes. Not. He fucking he, he's a little cry. He gets a little needy at times. Like fucking nags you and yells at you for no reason and shit. So lab, you found a couple holes. What were they again? You don't have to elaborate on them. But one, one of were them couple was, the, holes. The
2: right, what was the cleaning thing.
0: Right, terrible cleaner. The cleaning thing. Tommy's
2: house. Terrible cleaner.
0: Terrible cleaner. What about the beer? Mental. i ter- 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 terrible mover. beer?
3: Terrible no. mover. No, yeah, no, no you. No, no. Yes. No, you assholes. How many times did this happen where I'm like, you guys are wrong? And you're like, no, we're fucking right. And then you would do it. It didn't work. We would do it my way. And, then, like, oh, and, yeah, then, yeah. The, and then the, no, old, every the time. rate that both
2: Terrible brothers boy. possess that he's doing right now is he deflects What's and he's that? never wrong.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but what about the mental toughness? He doesn't have the GG
2: yeah, um, in the, on the beer pong I don't table. Know. I not No, I kept crack. going in it's beer It's almost pong. like Conor McGregor. Like the jury's still out on his cardio with the mental toughness. No, I'm there. No, but Tom,
3: I literally, Mad you remember this like a week ago? I developed a twitch in he my arm.
1: For,
3: I swear to God. From Tom stressing me out so much during the week,
1: oh, I dude.
3: swear to God, I developed a twitch in my left arm. Occurred, yeah, you all right? Yeah, other than and the it twitch just in my starts left like, arm, yeah. I'm like, the what? Bro, it starts twitching when Tom gets me going, and I'm like, I, that's why I won't answer his text sometimes, because I'm like, all right, I got to fucking calm down, and then the I got mental, go. mental warfare. I'm the Tommy McGregor. The, you know, you know, I actually Kevin
0: Adams gave me two patches in my beard. Remember that? When I was oh, yeah. like alopecia in my beard when I was fighting with Kevin for a month that, and a half. Right. Yeah, I had alopecia in my beard. I, I kind of grew back, thank alopecia. God. But, uh, yeah. So so that's possible. So so Giant Stadium parking lot lab. I'm gonna let um, you tell Kurt, this whole
2: story because I want to see if you tell I'm going, the
0: going truth. to tell. No, um yeah, I'll tell it. You feel feel free to jump in if, at any time if you want to. So we went to the Giants tailgate. OK, now Mad Lab is going to give you his mad math story. No, I'm not happened, saying nothing. But I'm this is quiet. he's going to afterwards because he always needs to fucking give his two cents and they're always worth th- one cent because they're wrong. But Only here's bring what up really the happened. Fight. Right No, No, I, that's what I'm saying. So we went to the tailgate. Mad Lab doesn't go out that much. It's just a thing. He's he he's out all the time, but he doesn't go out drinking that much. Right. And when he does, it's like a couple drinks. You know, every couple of weeks we'll get lab to go out and you know really turn it up a little bit. So Lab was excited for this tailgate. This was, this was, we're going to get toasted. I am a fucking alcoholic. And when we got to the tailgate, Mad Lab was drinking faster than me and pushing shots on me. So I'm in my first, because I like to pace myself because I know I'm going to be out till fucking three in the morning. Mad Lab's just like, it's 2 p.m., we're going till six, we're going hard. He's like McGregor in the first round. So he's two drinks, strong drinks, and two shots in already. And he's like, Feeling good, buddy. Feeling good. I'm like, Oh shit. (laughs) Someone's either going to die or something's going to, he's going to turn green at some point. So, what happens? I disappear for about 25 minutes. I couldn't get my DraftKings lineup to work. So, I'm on the phone with Kurt trying to figure out what I could do. I'm trying to find cell service, all this type of chaos because there was bad reception. So, I'm gone for 20 minutes, scrambling before the four o'clock buzzer to get my lineups in on my phone. And finally, I was able to get it. I had to walk like God knows how far away from the tailgate to find this one little spot where I can get fucking cell service to edit my lineup because Chris Carson was out. Now, keep in mind, I have thousands and thousands of dollars in play. That is, and I have 22 minutes to get this done. I finally get it done. I walk back over. I'm like sweating. Who gets it done? I, was, I I got it done. Okay. So I get back over. I get it done. I walk back into the the cage. I guess. And I walk up and then Mad Lab turns to me and goes, where the fuck were you? And I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, why don't you answer my text? And I was like, I was putting my fucking lineups in. Why did you answer my text? Fuck you, bro. I am fucking put my line. What the fuck did you say? And we were nose to nose cursing at each other in the middle of the parking lot. And Kurt was on speakerphone by accident in my hand. And that's what it was. I didn't fucking do anything wrong, and he started fucking screaming at me, and we were cursing at each other's faces, probably for the f- maybe third time in the history of our friendship. No, I don't think we ever did uh, that in the Giants. It, it, that was the most extreme. That was the point where we literally could have. No, see, that's different. Not I punched, never punch not you. punched, but you could have pushed. No, me No, I would that never point. do that. You could have no, shoved me at that, that point. You were there because you were a little tipsy, no, still, and that's what I it was. Never, you were a little drunk. I think because I could have got a little closer into your face, and then you could have pushed me back.
3: Lab, what if, if he were, pushed you first? Would you do? He anything? was turning no, green. I
0: wouldn't push him back.
2: Really? No, I wouldn't
3: push him. What if he threw a punch? No, I wouldn't, I throw
2: wouldn't a punch. punch him. I've never punched him.
3: Oh. He, he'd, <laughs> he'd choke me out. Yeah, he'd choke me. Uh, no, he'd I just
2: put, I he'd would put me I, in I, I, I I don't know. I, I I that's a hard thing to say. I don't think he would ever throw a punch at me, though.
0: No. no, but it was. I mean, listen. From an outsider, if you were looking in from the outside, it looked like we were about to fight. Yeah, no, yeah, like we were sure. pretty heated. We were pretty heated because because lab was drunk.
2: No, 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 no. Now tell them, <laughs> tell them why I did it.
0: Because you were worried right. about me. All right, so so explain. Right, explain so to your we side. We were
2: in, a, in an area where it wasn't a normal tailgate. It was a tau tailgate. They do it once a year. It's more clubby, like clubby atmosphere. The,
0: it's all meatheads and weirdos and, and, and the people and I like to fight. get right.
2: trouble and shit like that. So Tommy went out in this one section to smoke a cigarette all the time. It was like between these two buses. And I went out there to see if he was there. He wasn't there. I texted him. Yo, where you at? He didn't answer me back. He waited a little while. Called his phone. Didn't answer. So when he came back in, I was basically, basically, like, the whole time not wondering, like, why isn't he hanging out with me? I was wondering, like, did something happen to this fucking kid? Like, I don't care if you leave for an hour. If you – my philosophy is you come together, you leave together. If you're going to go to the bathroom, all you got to do is tap me and say – Lab, I'm going to the bathroom. Oh, f- dude, be gone for two hours. Fine, at least I know you're going somewhere. But when you disappear as, like, my brother, <laughs> you know, if it was you or Kurt or even my brother. If th- I'm fucking on a rampage now. I'm wondering, did something happen to this fucking kid? Did somebody drag him between two of these buses and beat the shit out of him? Like, I don't know, dude. So, you know what I mean? Like, I was just pissed off that you weren't like, Lab, bro, I got an issue with my fucking lineups. I got to go. I'll be back in a while.
0: You weren't next to me when it don't happened. You were me a test. You were somewhere else. You were so, I did, I had, listen... If I got twenty minutes and thousands of dollars of DraftKings lineup so and like, so I had not yeah, lineup. Plus keep in mind, plus keep in mind, I thought I was going to be gone for a minute and a half. I thought I was going to be able to just walk out, set it, and walk back in. As the minutes, like you said with the weigh ins, every minute is important. As we were getting closer to four o'clock, I started to stress more and more and just just declining anything that came through. So then I came back and I did apologize. But the best we, part we, was we when you them.
3: couldn't. It wasn't going, and you're like, bro, can you just contact yeah. customer support for DraftKings? Yeah. I'm like, are you fucking nuts? I literally sent them something three weeks ago. I just got a response two days ago. Kurt, Kurt, yeah, we, Kurt, <laughs> what do you then, think is going to happen in 20 Kurt, minutes?
2: Then after we, we we make up, we go walking out of there, and I'm like, let's go break something.
1: He's <laughs> <laughs> like, let's go break something.
0: We're walking by a table. I'm like, you you're pretty drunk over there. He's like, I'm not drunk. Let's break this fucking picnic table. Can <laughs> you say let's steal something? You yeah, yeah. <laughs> wanted to break and was, steal I was everything. I on a rampage. Joe. I was like, let's fucking look at that yeah. table. Let's go break that. Let's go steal something. I was like, I like that. Dude, I like that lab. I don't see that lab very often. So, uh, okay. Uh, Kurt, back to you, and then we'll shut this down in a minute. But back to you. We'll talk Kavanaugh and stuff next week. Uh, I don't want to make this a four-hour
3: podcast. Kurt, do you have another Mad Lab Hates? Yeah, let's do one more. Mad Lab, you ready? Uh, Shitting... In public oh, bathrooms. Oh, I know, oh, this one. Dude, that
2: is the most fucking grotesque fucking thing you... See, people don't understand that, like, there is things that are airborne, all right? And, and these people that clean these fucking bathrooms, bro, and these restaurants and stuff, do you think they really go in there with fucking, like, sanitation wipes and wipe down the seats and shit. No, I don't give a fuck how much paper is on that toilet paper. I don't give a fuck how much you put down. There's slippage. There's rippage. You got fucking like you got people's fucking dirty fucking balls in your airspace in that bowl. Dude, and then when you flush like it's a terror attack in Manhattan. dude, Dude, I will drive an hour before I fucking shit in a public fucking bathroom, bro. I will drive a
0: fucking hour. Then
2: the water, if you
0: if you take so a so what about shit, the what about someone
2: you don't know where that water's touched the side of the ball where someone else shit touched. Ugh.
0: So what, what? You're a shit supremacist. What makes your shit so much better than someone else's shit? Because
2: I know I'm clean.
0: <laughs> the uh, so what about in Kurt's situation where he's working overnights and he's got like a ten hour shift and it hits him at like two hours in yeah my morning shit hits towards well, the well, end Kurt, of my look, shift. Quick, i got a shit process when you lay the toilet paper down
3: well first of all i know when process. the cleaning people the are done
0: process for process
2: what we Kurt used says. to always say progr- it, progress
0: progress yeah. so process
3: so when the cleaning people are done i'll go in you could tell when it's cleaned i'll flush first i do a flush before i do anything else just in case there's anything left do a toilet paper wipe, throw that in, do one more flush, and then I'll put the seat cover on. What does a toilet
2: paper do, wipe do on dry seat with dry toilet paper?
3: Well, just in case there's, like, piss or something. Bro, you don't understand the places I've shit in. When I used to do construction, <sighs> I've shit in some of the worst Dude, places like you, you could man, ever imagine. i have shit
0: in some fucking... Like, I'll, I'll even hover. I mentioned it on the last pod. I'll I don't hover if I have. How
2: about this? I'll, you'll before. shit anywhere? Let me ask you this. How about would yes. you ever, in a million years, if you had to go horribly... I mean, to the point where mm-hmm. you want to port-a-potty at, like, Jarn Stadium.
1: Yeah, Ooh, I, yeah.
3: Have. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm known for my quick shitting. Oh. Yeah, I'm a That's quick I'm shitter, too. To. I think it's a genetic thing. Yeah, my body and shitting is oh, what people I'm a quick trigger for. shitter. Oh,
0: my goodness, dude.
3: Yeah. Oh my yeah, I goodness. have. It's, the, it's not fun. Lab, dude, it's when's not, the last time not... you shit in public?
0: What do you go? What do you do if you're in a fucking well, game and you can't leave the, the stadium and the you got to fucking take a dump? At restaurant that we... No, you're at the Giants game and it's the end of the first quarter. You can't re-enter the stadium. You fucking got a shit so bad, like when you came in my house that day, keeled over because you thought you were gonna fucking die. Like, what happens if that happens in the first quarter and you're on a date and you got a fucking little piece of poo with you and you don't want to fucking sit there? But you know what I do, honestly. I, you, probably what do you do?
2: First of all, if we're tailgating. I go between two cars and take a fucking shit. I don't care if I get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> That's number one. I will never go to a porta potty unless I got to piss. Number two. So
0: what are you doing in the stadium? Are you going to shit in the no, stairwell? No, if, if
2: I really have no choice, I have to shit in the stadium. I swear to God, dude, I would take my, You're going no, to I would take room? my pants off completely. Completely. <laughs> Listen, I, would, I would take my pants off completely and I will stand and squat on the toilet. Stand on like You'll feet hover. on the yeah, toilet. Yeah, I would like kneel all because I'm pretty flexible from grappling. So I would kneel all the way down, yeah, like sense. ass to heels, and I would shit in a fucking toilet that way. And then I would put my, I would put my clothes back on. God forbid I shit my fucking like hit my pants or
0: my jeans. What about the airspace? What about M- the dirty? Your, airspace your balls aren't your dangling
2: balls. inside the the, the 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 actual bowl. <laughs> so, so,
0: so you will literally stand f- with your bottom of your feet on I'll the ball, like a bird, uh, like or, a bird.
2: Or or, I'll, or I'll, like stand up, dude. I I. I Dude, with your you're so big and you're I grab my you're balls shit, and, and all the protein forward.
0: you eat. <laughs> I grab my
2: balls, but what if you got to shit and piss pl- at the same
0: time? Ah, don't you usually?
2: Uh, I guess I can.
0: I mean, you can let the piss fly yeah, first. I, guess so. I mean, don't you let your balls in the fucking airspace at a urinal?
2: No,
3: dude. For other people's piss. I mean, yeah, what about the splashing?
2: No, yeah. dude. You stand, bro. First of all, that's what the fly is for.
3: And then yeah, you're, I you're I actually standing out. and I don't piss don't whip on
2: the ground. You gotta whip your balls out to take a piss for it. You ever <laughs> <It's laughs> piss
3: to, to show everyone how big your though? balls and, and
2: who stands though? that close to the toilet anyway?
0: The urinal.
3: Yeah, who stands that no, close? No, but do you remember old giants? You're that guy where that stands has has five balls. feet from yeah, the urinal? Fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, party people. That
0: was fun. Any final words here, bud? No, man. No. No, you guys are good. All right, let's shut this motherfucker down. Uh, get over to GuruEleet.com. Me and Mad Lab are gonna be doing a live stream. What time tomorrow, Lab? Three P. M. right, Kurt? Three PM. Yeah.
3: So three maybe PM. Maybe we'll do some uh, Instagram videos. Yeah, make from sure you follow Tommy, on yeah!
0: follow Tommy Yeah. Follow Tommy Dad Tommy G D F S. Uh, make sure to get over there. Follow me. Uh, we'll do some stories on Instagram tomorrow. me and the Mad Lab in the Bod. All right. Constantino's not coming tomorrow. I'm pretty pissed about that. But uh for Mad Lab, for the Bod, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay cashing, motherfuckers.
1: Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't no mercy. Ain't no mercy.